Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live ever at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And we say it all the time. If you want to have a little fun before the show, it's always happening over on the Good Things Facebook group. And today, we're asking you, how old are you? I hate to use the O word. I hate to put it on blast like that, but you know what I mean. And it says you might be old if, and it's kind of one of those games where you get a point for everything you've ever done. So if you're on the Book of Faces and you haven't joined us there yet, it's easy to do. Go to your search bar, type in Good Things With. Rebecca Turner pops up. Ask to join and you can sort of see it. And I put that I got 23 out of 25, but apparently math is hard and someone called me out, which they should. There's only 24 options. Um, so I really may be more of like 22 out of 24 and there's one I'm not sure if I have done before. Um, but the rest, I think even someone at 40 can check off the list of things that they have done. So Rhino, I know this just sort of happened. Have you had a chance to read through it? You are a little younger than me, not by much, but a little. Are you at the same kind of 22, 23 route out of 25? Uh, the only one on there that I haven't done. No, there's two. There are two things on there that I haven't done, although technically I've played with one of them. I have not used a rotary phone. I have experienced playing with one, but that was something that had the change had come about by the time I was allowed to get anywhere near a phone. Gotcha. So I, I've seen them. I've touched them. I know how they work. I've never used one connected to a phone line to call someone. And the other one... I don't think it was Columbia House, but it was in the same vein. So maybe I get a half a point. I've never ordered from Columbia House. That was one for me. That's kind of new to me. I had never done that. Many of you just gasped. <gasps> Takes you right back in time from ordering from Columbia House. Well, I you get, get 13 CDs for the price of a penny. Yes. And so I. And have, the price of everything else they sent you that if you didn't send it right back to them, they would charge your card or your account. There's always a trick sort of to it. I think everyone, many of you at least did it once if you didn't do it often. So I've never ordered from Columbia House. I have used a rotary phone, but that was only because my dad just had old things around and we kind of had um, one that was just sort of left. And my grandmother had one um, that still was uh, working before she moved on over to, um, I guess, and then it moved on over to one that looked very much like a rotary phone, but it just had the buttons. Yeah, it was touch tone. It was touch tone, but it was still it was still. I mean, 
like set up, like so it looked like um, the old fashioned um, sort of foam. And I wasn't really sure that I don't even know how you would pronounce it, but I'm assuming it's talking about written a check. Yeah, that's the British spelling of check. Okay, so I wasn't. 100% sure whether I had done that before. I mean, now that I know it's a check, I've obviously written checks in my life. And the other one for me, I know what a fax is. I've been around faxes. But by the time I got into the working world, they were kind of phased out. I don't know if I've ever sent or I've received a fax before. I'm sure maybe in the medical Maybe, but I can't. I wouldn't go to my grave saying yes or no. Like, but I was definitely of the age where we still send faxes sometimes too, just even in our in you know in clinics now. So I mean, I'm sure I have, but me specifically received a fax like for me, or me send an actual dial up fax number, send a fax to somebody else. I'm not sure if I've actually done that. But some of you listening to good things, that is that is how you got messages and papers. And f- all the things before, I guess, what, before email? I mean, oh, yeah. it was the fax. It was email before email, before you could attach a document, before you, because it was quicker than snail I, mail. Than snail mail. So it was the next thing was send a fax over. Or if you lived in a place that had parcel service. Right. Then you got it that way. Someone said, I ordered 10 records when I was a kid, Elvis from Columbia House. Ever talk on an old uh, party line phone or an old, an old phone party line? So is that? I heard someone talking about that the other day. I was trying to think who it was. Maybe it was Paul? I can't remember. That's how they were originally installed before you had, like, you still had operators at that point in time, unless you're going way back in the history of phones. But in the early history of phones, you had party lines where it was a hot line, like the line was always active. Like, when you pick up the phone, you have a dial tone. Mm Mm-hmm. That dial tone is letting you know it's okay to put the numbers in, and then the dial tone goes away, and it's a hotline. Imagine you just pick up the phone and start talking. That's a party line because every phone that can be picked up can listen in on it and can talk on it because it's always on. But isn't that a house phone? Kind of, but party line is usually talking about connecting multiple houses or a neighborhood. Okay. Didn't have that, but, oh, your parents could definitely – slowly let off the clicker and listen into your conversation. And you could do vice versa if you really wanted to be sneaky, especially with siblings. <laughs> Brother was on the phone. It's like, I know how to slip my finger in there and slowly so you don't hear the click and sort of listen in. So that's not necessarily the same. I was thinking more of like you could end up three-way calling at one point or getting multiple people on a line, but that's not the that's not the same either in that way. So, Or you'd have your – you were really flexing if you had your own line in your house like kids had their line parents sort of had their line and that was a whole nother thing never never experienced um that someone said i use a fax every day at our pharmacy so i guess there's still specific reasons why a fax would i guess be gold standard over an email or i mean doctors are notoriously set in their ways so if you have a doctor that's been practicing medicine since the 60s or 70s or 80s and they just refuse to update or upgrade then yeah they're going to be faxing you the prescriptions at the pharmacy they're not going to e-file they're not going to e-fax they're not going to call it it they're just going to fax it someone said some restaurants would fax out all the lunch specials i love that that you i guess you were in such like a local area if you just had all the facts like these are their lunch specials now you just post it 
on somewhere to go look, or you just, I guess, you show up and find out what it is? Well, I mean, think about how email has been used. It's not used nearly as much nowadays because of the the rise in popularity of social media, but there was a time there where you would have newsletters and newspapers and online magazines and stuff that were all sent via email. Where do you think they got those ideas from? That was all happening in the previous generation via fax. You could get newsletters, you could get newspapers, you could get magazines, you could get all kind of stuff faxed to you instead of mailed to you. I always wondered, silly question, I'm sure, why was there an actual phone on the fax machine? Could you call and, like, use it? Because it was, like, the key, like, it was, yeah. like, an actual... Because it was sending all that information over the phone line. Well, I got that. But in my simple mind, you just needed a box to hear the ringtone and then dial it. What was? Did anybody – did you actually pick it up and was able to, like, talk to another fax machine? never wanted to pick up the phone if the fax machine was coming in because it was kind of like listening to dial-up internet connecting, except it was coming right into your ear instead of out of the little speaker in the back of the computer. Like oh, yeah, robots screaming in your ear is not fun. <laughs> I just always wondered, did fax machines, I mean, were they talking back and forth? Could you pick it up and say, hey, get your fax? Or it was just sort of part of the, I guess, the makeup. They just didn't know what else to do with it. But one on, one of them on there is uncurl a telephone cord. Oh, man. They're yeah, right the one were, from the kitchen because it was right, always it was the longest one. It was the longest one. And if you were sitting there talking to your friend or waiting for your friend to call back – or I guess waiting for a fax to do. I mean, you would curl it out and then wrap it around your finger and then wrap it around like however many fingers. Or you find that one kink in it and you roll that kink all the way to the end. All the way to the end and you know where it's at. Absolutely. I mean, that was like I remember having or going cordless. Like that was a big deal. You mean you can walk away from the kitchen to have a conversation, which is so funny because – even you see it now with like phones and chargers. At first, chargers were like six inches foot at most or whatever. And then now you got it to where you've got these like really long sort of chargers. Well, I guess we really hadn't come up with – I know there's wireless chargers, but you have to actually sit the device on the thing or cordless chargers, I should say. So they haven't figured out how for you to be on it and near it for it to Not charge. safely, no. Not safely, <laughs> No. But, I mean, you can get near a Tesla coil, and I'm sure someone with the right engineering mindset could set it up to where, yeah, your phone goes from zero to a hundred really quick. But um, it doesn't sound don't like don't think it would... it's very safe to to do so for the the population. Thomas said, "Darn spam faxes eating up all the toner and paper." Did you have spam faxes? Oh yeah, just like spam emails. You had people trying to sell their wares or sell their magazine or sell their newsletter, and the, if they got their, if they got your fax number, just like if they get your email address, they're just going to keep sending it. Okay. I'm not that old. Like, I mean, I know fax machines, and I know floppy disks, that's on there, too, but I don't know necessarily um, all that Or if you go to the it. fax machine and it needed paper for a long time and you have to add it in there, you're going to wait for it to spit out all that spam before you get what you were looking for. Huh. Who'd have thunk it? All right, stick with us. If you want to see that, head on over to the Good Things Facebook group. we got more good for you coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. 
It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm a morning time, yeah. We're going strong, heading up down the river. Oh, Lord, I feel the reveling. I feel the change. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on that local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And today we get to learn how housing vouchers are helping to keep Mississippi families together, which I think is an extraordinarily good thing. And joining us is Miss Paige McCormick. She's the Assistant Director of Youth Villages in Mississippi. And we've got Antoine Bass. He is a LifeSet participant and an FYI voucher recipient, which we will learn more about today. So welcome, y'all. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good to have you. Okay, Paige, let's start with you because I am today years old learning about Youth Villages of Mississippi, so I'm ashamed of that. So I feel like if I don't know, somebody else doesn't know the good work you guys do. So what is it that you guys do? Yeah, 100%. So we are a nonprofit. We cover every single county in Mississippi. Um, We're a national nonprofit, so we are almost all over the country at this point. But we have multiple programs that we do, and it mainly centers around in-home family therapy. And then we also have the LifeSet program, um, which we'll learn more about today as well. And so that is for the youth that are 17 to 22 that are aging out of foster care or have aged out of foster care. And it helps them or helps you all uh, just sort of transition, get your feet back under you, be able to set you up for that next uh, part of life. Antoine, I don't know if you were listening to us prior, but with you being, I guess, not 22 yet or older, then have you ever sent a fax? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you on blast. No, that was talking about us old folks there uh, that way with you. But definitely, though, I'm looking forward to that next phase. So when did you come in contact with Youth Villages of Mississippi? Um, when I was 18 and I was transitioning from, you know, childhood to adulthood, getting into college and leaving, graduating from college and getting ready to start a job, you know. Yeah. And looking for a home. And it was just like me starting from moving in from my best friend's home to instantly moving into college and graduating. And then like, oh, my gosh, I need a place to stay. So it instantly just happened really quick. So, Paige, I mean, when we think about it, if I go back and think about my biggest transitions from high school to college, and then I had help from my parents or just whatever with in terms of housing there, and then I think about out of college into, like, you would think big girl world. Well, by that time, I had my life sent me down the, the route of getting married by that time. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine if if you were doing it all by yourself with no sort of family ties or sort of help or anything like that, the housing piece, when you step out to be, you know, uh, a, a grown up, or I guess that next phase exactly. is is tough. It would be tough for a lot of folks who are really trying to do their best. Oh yeah, I mean it was tough for me, and I've got parents that I could call any single time of the night to say, "What is this? What's a security deposit?" Um, you know, we're answering these questions like, "What's a security deposit? How do I get my lights turned on?" That's actually something that we talked about exactly. on the way over here <laughs> <laughs> that they're working on. Um, even you know, like, how do I go about? Like, I, I need this furniture or that furniture. Um, we work with them on any, like, we're that go-to person. Um, we're available 24-7. We help them really secure and make their budget, too, which is something that we've talked about that they're working on, to make sure that they can keep 
their place that they're staying at, um, which is really where these vouchers came in and became super instrumental across the state. Um, and I know I'm probably jumping ahead. No, go ahead. Tell us about the vouchers. <laughs> I'm so excited. It became a passion project for me probably three years ago. Um, and so the FYI vouchers are Foster Youth to Independence vouchers, and they are for youth that are aging out of foster care or will age out within 90 days. Um, and so really it was to set them up to say these places realize that these youth won't have, um, you know, all of the finances, everything in order that they need. So let's set them up rather than set them behind and give them a place of their own. Um, And so they can apply if they are at risk of homelessness or homeless, um, which he was staying with a best friend for two years. Two years. I think it was. And so now having own place, which I know we'll get into. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so we offer them. So Tupelo, um, TBRHA was actually the first one that really took on this initiative. Um, And then the Jackson Housing Authority took it on. And then the Regional Housing Authority 7, which is in Macomb, took it on as well. And so we cover a good portion of the state. Recently, the coast got FUP vouchers, which can be used in the same way as these FYI vouchers. Um, And so they've really been able to step in and these housing authorities have stepped in to say like yeah this is a population that we don't often think about as they are more likely to be homeless than others because of their life circumstances so exactly. let's set them up and help them out because exactly. you mentioned Antoine you were going to school you're trying to put these pieces together exactly. you just come to the age where you know one program where it was I mean you have to cut it off it's you know ending and was beginning and I know when as being a foster child a foster you know young adult it's kind of like it's kind of a hardship on the mindset where you just like you feel a lack because you don't know what to do and who to talk to all of the time or like where your support is coming from. So you just instantly go to that negative mindset of like, oh, my gosh, is this it? Like, I'm going to be on the streets. But no, thanks to life set and stuff. It's like a new beginning. Yeah. It's a new beginning, to, you know, a fresh start to like get your home, get you a job, get you something to work on for yourself and, you know, build yourself or build a life for yourself. And you can, and and oftentimes you just need that little bit of a, a help a or push. just connection or a push to sort of make that happen for you. So, what was it like when you got the keys to your? As I'm assuming it's an apartment <laughs> or is it a home or? It's a um, it's a loft. Okay. And I love it. And when I got those keys, I instantly like cried. I was so happy. I was overwhelmed with joy because I was like, "Is this real?" Like I was remember just always talking about, "I want my, I want me own my own place." You know, I need this new beginning because I'm a fashion designer. I went to school for fashion design, and I was like, "I need this," you know, to finally build my brand. This space is yeah. like an opportunity for me. So, Pages was your passion project. So now, watching uh, young adults, because you're not a kid anymore, and exactly. a young adult, <laughs> um, to sort of be able to have that stepping stone to a solid foundation and transi- transitioning into more adulthood, was it like for you to see uh, a young adults getting that opportunity? Um, it's uh, it's surreal. Um, it's so neat seeing opportunities given where they should be given, especially too, Um, because, you know, it's not just any young person that can be able to take advantage of a voucher. Um, We have young people that they might not be able to go through the budgeting route to be able to, you know, get a job and maintain to maintain the housing portion that comes with it too. So those ones that do and that are ready, it's really neat to see them and to watch them. Yeah. Have it. And you know, the vouchers are only good for three to five years. So we're setting them up to be able to take it over after that. Um, And 
it's been really neat. You know, we've had other young adults who have been in a group home their entire life. And so they really don't have never experienced life on their own. And so for them, especially to get a place of their own or like, wow, like we're not surrounded by 20 other people and now we have our own place. And so there's so many different stories like that, that it's just been really neat to be able to watch them and progress. In terms of vouchers, how many Antoines can we help? Um, So our FYI vouchers, actually the housing authorities right now can draw them down one by one. Um, I think we have or have given out around 21 across the state, um, and we're currently trying to actively recruit new housing authorities. So we know the administrative challenges that come along with the housing authorities signing up for these vouchers, but we also know the stories that come along with it as well. And so we're currently working with other housing authorities to try to get them bought into it. Um, The Coast just got 52 two vouchers, which will help young people, and then it will also help families who could potentially lose their youth into custody um, just solely due to housing. Which is something we just, I mean, in this in this current market, if you've bought or sold a home lately, you understand how quickly it can be you're, you're priced out. Mm-hmm. If you have, if your lease is coming up and then you recognize they're able to raise your rent, you can see how quickly you can be. So to think that, oh, this would never happen to us, it certainly could. It could right. easily be you within just a couple of unfortunate life events. But then there's those that this is the life. This is what you have sort of been living. And so to have this opportunity exactly. is Take awesome. Advantage Take advantage of it uh, for sure. And and not let it pass you by. So what's it like having your own bathroom? <laughs> oh, my gosh, girl. My bathroom is a mess right now because I'm just like, I can just, like, leave clothes and everything, brushes, hair brushes, all sorts of stuff around. But I love it. I just, like, you know, it's very freeing to just, you know, know that you're grown. I have, if I feel grown up. I actually feel like I'm 20, 20 years old and I'm ready to take on the world, like, and start, you know, not many 20-year-olds get this type of fresh start, and I am truly blessed. And what's your brand? What's your clothing um, brand? One Killer at the moment. It was to Robert. I changed it because I wanted a more mature name, and I'm currently, like, I actually stay in the art loft, so it's just, like, for creatives and designers. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, creative space, and I'm just starting a new, I'm just going, you know, I got a plan. That's great. You have a plan because you have time, because your basic needs are met. You have time to sort of dream and do and chase those dreams in which you should have the opportunity to do, um, Antoine. Paige, if someone's listening and they want to know more or they want to help or get information, how do they do that? You can go to youthvillages.org. That is our website, and it will directly link you. You can click on Mississippi, and it will link you right over to us. It tells all of the information about all of our services that you need to know about, and I'm always available. And, Antoine, when you get your brand up and running and have sketches or something to share, sell, you're welcome back. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. All righty. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Still one of my favorites. You just wonder if, like, they were trying to figure out what to say or what should go with good music. And they just started mumbling something. It's like, oh, the words will come. And then they realized. I mean, the art of scat is a dying art. Like, very few people still do it. But it was, it's like jazz with your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's just improvised, off the cuff, in the moment. It can follow a melody or it can't. It can be its own thing or not. And it's it's, it's not like for beatbox? everyone. Kind of beatboxing, but instead of like beatboxing, the, the point of beatboxing is to try to recreate the sounds made by drums or a drum kit. So it has a more specific intention yeah. where scat is just you're, you're improvising, letting the music, I guess, dictate whatever comes out next and hope it sounds right. Yep. Which is why you would think it's easier, but it's not like if you actually tried it, it would probably be extremely hard to at least. It takes a lot of confidence and not just confidence in yourself and your voice, but confidence in your musical knowledge mm-hmm. because anybody can walk up to a piano and start pressing keys, mm-hmm. but it takes someone trained and skilled mm-hmm. and knowledgeable to press the right keys in the right order to make music. Same thing goes with scatting. You can just scat and make all kind of noise and racket with your mouth, but without some understanding of music and the way the, the human brain interacts with music, it's just going to be noise. It's not going to have that musical quality like Scatman John's known for. And it's good. I'm not even going to try it. Just gonna save y'all all the trouble of me seeing if that's something I could do with my life. It's not. It's not at all. But speaking of music, we still have the opportunity for you to win tickets to see Taylor Swift and get a cash gift. It's brought to you by Margarita Resort and Paradise Pier Fun Park in Biloxi, along with Super Talk Mississippi. You'll get a pair of tickets to see uh, Taylor Swift's tour at the Superdome in New Orleans coming up October the 26th, plus a thousand dollars. So all you gotta do is go to supertalk.fm/slash Taylor Swift. You'll find a full list of registration locations and more information there. I'm learning more information from Trey and uh, Vaden, who told me why there is a phone on the fax machine. So if you are just tuning in to Good Things, you need to head on over to the Good Things Facebook group to see a list of 24 things that tells you if you, you might be old if. And they didn't tell you how. I don't know how many of those you'd have to do to be considered old. My guess is, though, from what you guys are, are sending in and sort of saying, if you haven't done all 24, you're real, you're like at the 20 mark and the other, you know, 20 to 24. So if you've, if you've done one, you've done at least 20 is what I'm trying to sort of, sort of say here, kind of, sort of. Um, you say that, but I, I noticed in the Good Things Facebook group that Kimberly got all except one. She never had a MySpace account. That's so it feels like if you are of a certain age, or older, and I'm not trying to say you're old, Kimberly, by any means. <laughs> but if you're of a certain age or older, you may have done all these but MySpace. That seemed, that's kind of the newest thing on there. Well, maybe by that time or I guess as it – so I guess that would be kind of – MySpace would be the bridge between the 40s and older, maybe 40s to 45, 50. I'm trying to think 
when MySpace kind of came in? Because did you have a MySpace, Rhino? I did. But were you on the going out? Well, you were definitely not on the coming in. I was older. So I can't remember how long I had one or sort of when, but I feel like it was on the more of the going going out of when it sort of shifted. So it feels like the, the MySpace may be that. MySpace launched August 1st, 2003. Okay, so I would have been a freshman in college. So it, I kind of went up and then sort of was at a different age with that. So if you were out of college in 2003, you probably – which, when I say too old for that, I mean that very respectfully. It was just like you were, you had passed that, the ship had sailed, you weren't you no longer it. felt the need to have your top ten friends publicly posted on your MySpace page to Correct. tell everybody, these are my best friends. How our generation is starting to feel with newer social media sites that are coming on, like don't have Snapchat, don't have TikTok, too tired to keep up with anything else. I don't know if I'm too old, but I'm too tired. So <laughs> you may have felt that way. So it kind of feels like maybe the MySpace question on on this list of 24 things of way of throwback is the kind of bridge in terms of like where, where are you at um, sort of in it. But I feel like most of us probably had an AOL address. If you are 40 and older, you had an AOL address for sure. You had a you had did you have I mean is that one you had Oh yeah yeah mine was Q T like a Q and a T pi thirty seven o two and I kept that son of a gun all the way to college and had a wonderful professor say sweetie this is probably not the most professional email address let's think about changing this out as you move through your college years which I did and I guess. Somewhere out there, maybe it's still – I don't remember, like, deleting it. I could not even fathom what the actual password would be at this moment. Probably been turned off at this, at this point. point. I know some of you still use Although I say AOL that, account. I had an AOL account that my parents set up for me so I could get on the Internet. I didn't like the name they gave me for my AOL account. So pretty quickly after getting an AOL account – I signed up for a Yahoo mail account, and I still have access to that Yahoo mail account to this day. In fact, it still connects to my phone. Like I haven't added it to my phone. It's just one of those things that has been in my iPhone settings since Mm -hmm. I first got an iPhone. You can still have one. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want one, someone say, gosh, I know 74 is old. I never heard of MySpace. And your life is better for it. Ring in Long Beach. Nope. No AOL address. So if you didn't have an AOL address, you had to have like a Hotmail or I was trying to think what were the other. There was very, very, very few. Very uh, few before options. Before AOL, you might have had Prodigy. Or BellSouth.net email. Yeah, Still like have you, a BellSouth.net. If you didn't connect to the internet with the free AOL discs that everybody got sent multiple times a year throughout the year, then you connected to the internet with either a, a free ISP or a local ISP, in which case you didn't have an AOL account. You had the ISP account, whether it be Bell South or Southern First or there was... There's all kind of different names for it. And one on this list also is access the internet via dial-up. Which that was AOL back in the day. Man, I mean, I don't want dial-up back, but I would really like to put my child through dial-up. Just to, I just feel like you should, earn, you should earn your right to broadband. I was actually joking with some friends of mine via Discord, which is another way to connect, that... Our generations 
we had to walk a mile uphill both ways in the snow barefoot is I had to wait an hour to download a picture of a cartoon character that I saw on TV. Yes. The answer is yes to that. And hope that nobody called the house during that one hour. Mm-hmm. Because then it disrupted everything. Absolutely everything. Sticking with computers that's on this list, you might be old if, and again, respectively speaking, used a floppy disk. I remember when you would have the computer desk at home, like the ones that you bought put together, and they had the swanky little floppy disk section up there by the monitor that had the little open thing, and then you could pick out which floppy disk you needed. You even had like your little floppy disk uh, separators and organizers, kind of like a little black book that it would be, and you would write whatever was was sort of on it, and you kept up with it that way. Now, that phased out quickly for me once I got into any kind of schooling or college that sort of needed it, but I, ha- I mean, but you, it were that weird, like where... Um, it was still US required phased. when I got to college, freshman year, to yeah. take computer science that we had a floppy disk uh-huh. that was in the required materials because you still had a slot for it in your oh yeah we had to save our projects on the floppy all these right in long beach says all these creeks grunts and moans and pops tell me i'm old but i've done all on the list except from columbia house but i've remember looking through order forms and picking out all of my all of my favorite in that way still hadn't did this do you still have columbia house is that still an option oh i'm sure that's still around you used a typewriter. I learned to type on a typewriter. I don't know if I ever – I mean, I used it. I never used one in the sense of I'm having to do this paper, so I have to get out the typewriter and, and type it up. But, but when my family got the PC, the old Packard Bell that we were talking about using with AOL, and before AOL it was Prodigy and all that kind of stuff, mom still had an electric typewriter. That she got really upset for us wasting her her ink in it. But every once in a while, she would let us play with it. And that was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. Because it, it had the same similar properties to a computer where I'm typing and it's coming up on a screen. But it's also tapping it out on paper. So it was just the analog and the digital meeting together just blew my 10-year-old mind. Rhett and Ridgeland, you just released a core memory of having to change the floppy disk in the middle of playing Oregon Trail in the school library. <laughs> Continued on disc two. All right, we'll continue after this break. Coming up next. At Clinton, Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm or also streaming from the Supertalk app. We can always find us too on that local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can also find your Supertalk Mississippi news team covering your Mississippi stories. 
If you'd like to stay up to date on that, you can sign up for their free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. It's not a fax. They will not send you a fax. If you're just tuning into good things, we're having a good time going back. Maybe through, we should bring that back. Through memory lane um, with some fun, I guess, throwback things that were popular at one time on the Good Things Facebook group. There's a fun little quiz. You might be old if, old respectively, if you have done all of these things, which even Rhino and I have done the majority of them, very few of them. So most of you listening probably would score a 24 out of 24. Um, one, I know that my daughter will probably never do, or daughters, is use a paper map. Do you remember pulling out like, I mean, I don't, you know, in fairness, I had to learn how to read a map, obviously a paper map. Dad and them used them. I don't know if I've ever used, I've used Google Maps, like when you'd print them out or whatever it was. By that time, you know, you had the internet. TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. So they were paper directions. They weren't your word-by-word GPS or whatever um, it may be, your digital. I, you know, I don't know, though, if me in a car by myself, if I ever used a road map. But I've definitely been in the car with my parents pulling out the road maps and trying to find the next exit or if they missed or wherever it may be or about how far between things. I vividly remember those. So I guess I'm kind of iffy. I was at that transitional by the time I started driving, particularly driving anywhere outside of just your safety zone. You had Google Maps to print or whatever that was called. It wasn't Google that was one time. of the, the few things dad required I had in the car when I first started driving was have a map in the glove box. Yes. There may still be there. I know there was one in my car. Whenever I got my little 99 Sunfire, Daddy put one in there. I'm just saying I don't know if I ever used it. <laughs> but I ever pulled it out and used it. Because then by that time, MacQuest is what I was looking for. You had this other really great way of doing it, which is not looking at the road and looking at your paper and marking off the exits in that way <laughs> to sort of get wherever you're going. It still blows my mind just knowing me and just directionally you know, impaired that I am and that I did like because I didn't have anything – better and drove all over with those particular those kind of like you know paper direction maps where you had to count your exits or like kind of have an idea of where you were going it didn't talk to you and sort of anticipate when to do it Um, and if you missed your exit it definitely wasn't recalibrating to figure out the best route for you no no not at all you just had to go all right wait a second what did i just pass where is that you know, another thing that's been a minute since some of you probably used, but you can still get them. You may still have one in your home, is a phone book. Did you ever, like, look up a friend's phone number? It's just crazy oh, to yeah. me. You could go and buy – like, I remember being, I don't know, entertained or it's just shocking. So Smith was my maiden name. Yes, my dad's real name is John W. Smith. Um, joke's on us, I know. But you would go and look and you would find the Smiths. And then you go down and you find the jaunt and then it was all and then you find the W's and then all the way down. And you knew what your number was. But if you didn't know, like you were called, you were, hey, is this? Uh, hey. Huh. And then they'd have your address out there, too, if you if you gave that information out there. Like, we're worried about things now. And it's like you put it in a book and then you put it in everybody's mailbox. <laughs> you had to go out of your way to not have your phone number, your name, and your address in a publicly available book that they dropped off at every <laughs> single house. house. And nobody, 
Nobody thought really twice about it. I mean, we probably should. Whereas nowadays, you got to go out of your way to put your name, your phone number, and your address on the internet. And once it's on there, it's there for good. Yeah. And it's, yeah, never going sort of anywhere. Now we wouldn't even fathom putting our address. I mean, I know digital spaces are different than your neighborhood phone book, but not really. I mean,. If someone's strange and wants to find you, they they had ways of finding you, I guess, back in the day. From the 601 on the ceasefire text line, if you know what a Pontiac Sunfire is, you're probably over 40. Absolutely. It was 99, and it was two-door, and it had a sunroof. And the only reason why I got sunroofs is because my daddy wouldn't spend the extra to get uh, power windows because he thought that those were frivolous and unnecessary. And the little guy was so felt so bad for me that I was going to have to roll up my windows up and down. He threw in the electric sunroof <laughs> in the package and uh, electric locks. He didn't make my daddy pay for those because he felt sorry for me. <laughs> But my daddy was adamant that I was not going to have electric windows. It was just something else to break. So that car's still going out there somewhere. I know she is. She's still she's still getting it. And you can still uh, get to this over on the Good Things Facebook group. The conversation never ends there. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. you got the boys with sports talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.